Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here. Tuesday edition. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. We're throwing Hutton with you. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Ehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. we got the gun show. Mike G. Gunzelman from Outkick. He's going to join us in the studio in about 20 minutes. Uh, and Chad, an hour from now, we head to Phoenix. Super Bowl 57. About to be on our way, Hutton. We've uh, reached the home stretch before we head to the desert. Where my allergies are always miraculously cured. There will be a day wait. where I move to the <laughs> desert because the only place that my allergies don't attack me. So, get ready for that. We, uh, uh, it doesn't feel that long ago, but it was a few years back. We had the Logan Ryan show, which was epic. And anytime we have the chance to catch up with uh, the, the corner, the defensive back, uh, the philanthropist, and the top five Renaissance man, a uh, top five tackler. In NFL playoff history. Wow. Saw this list recently. Number one's Ray Lewis, and then Logan Ryan is in the top five. Uh, he joins us now. Logan, great to have you back on the show, man. Your show for at least 15 minutes or so. How are things? What's going on, guys? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Top five's legit. I mean, that means you've played in plenty of playoff games. Did Congratulations. You, did you know that that fact, Logan, before Hutton said it? No idea. Um, I saw a graphic. I sent it to, Hut, to Hutton. Um, because I was, I was surprised. I knew I played in a lot of playoff games. I know I've been productive in the playoffs, but, um, I think it was a cool side anytime, all time, you know, they started tracking in 92 or 94 or something, but not a lot of DBs on that list. I could be the lightest guy on that list. You could say pound for pound. I'm the greatest (laughs) playoff tackler. Uh, but you know, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Elite company, obviously, uh, ahead of Rabel on there. So that's some bragging rights as well. <laughs> well, okay. So Ray Lewis is number one. Um, he's the king, right? Crown him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bobby Wagner, Teddy Bruschi, Logan Ryan, and Devin McCourty. So are you lighter than Devin McCourty? Uh, at, his, at his old age, he might be, <laughs> you know, frailing away a little bit. Uh, but we're around the same weight. I would say I might have been a little bit lighter at the combine than him. Both former corners. Yep. Uh, played safety. Um, so I, I would say two of the top five greatest playoff tacklers, both from Rutgers. What do you know? There you go. Uh, and yeah, you can take the pound for pound title. I'm fine with that. Um, it's a toss up, but yes, it, it works. And uh, Logan joins us. You can check out uh, the Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation uh, as well. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Tom Brady announces his retirement. Uh, on February 1st, and I, I immediately thought of our visit that you had with us when you were here in Nashville uh, for camp with the joint practice because Brady wasn't here, and you legitimately said, guys, I, I have no update. I don't really know about this process. And then I tied it in with the fact that you had the football signed on the pick six that you had, the final pass attempt for him in Foxborough. Uh, former teammate, you're playing with the Titans, uh, wild card round, game over, and you had him sign it. Did you get some sense this season that this could be it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I can never, I don't know how you can ever say that 
this season could be like retirement is it because he retired previously and came back from retirement. So you didn't know, but I think for sure you felt like there was some finality there in Tampa and he was going to take his time to think of all possible outcomes this off season. And I know his family, you know, being, um, you know, a great father and working on that relationship with his family was, was definitely paramount and precedent for him. And I just got to see all type of angles of him this year, especially, you know, off the field. But was it, um, you know, this year in terms of, you said you got to see different angles of him this year. Uh, he's obviously locked in, you know, when he's there playing football and preparing and, and, and doing all of that. But what was different about this year, other than obviously the personal stuff that he stepped aside from training camp that we talked to you about when you were here in Nashville with training camp, but what was there a, a big difference with him on the football side of it that you could see? No, I mean, he continued to put all that time. And I think the reason why I saw a difference is because of my maturity and growth and being an older player in the NFL and being one of his closest allies on the team. You know, when I got drafted to New, New England, I was a, a teammate of his. I learned, I mean, I played with the best player. Literally every day he stepped on the field, he was the best player in the world. Every game he was the best player. He won multiple MVPs. We won multiple championships. I got to see, you know, that prime, like, I mean, he's he's still in his kind of in his prime. It's crazy. But I got to see it every single day, like, undoubtedly the best player in the league. And then, you know, when I went to Tennessee, I got to compete against him. Two playoff games in three years, multiple practices, multiple regular season games. So I knew what it was like um, from practice, what it was going to be like to compete. And I helped my team mates in Tennessee, like, like, no, we got to bring it every down. We got to beat them on the biggest stage at Foxborough, obviously his last game in New England. And then I got to be his teammate. But now I think I'm a father now. He's, he's a father, obviously. So I got to see more of the personal side off the field of our families getting together, hanging out at the animal shelter, um, just talking about life bigger than football. And I think just my age and my maturity got me to see that side of him on terms of on the field, his preparation is always the same. Um, tons of work on his body, tons of film study, tons of preparation. He definitely did everything the same in, in, in that form or fashion. I just think he opened up to me more personally than, than years past. Yeah. Logan, let's compare that, that young Logan Ryan coming into the league and, you know, meeting Tom Brady for the first time and being on his team and observing him and when you see young guys come into a locker room and you're a teammate with Tom Brady, as you become older, do you see a little bit of yourself in those young players with how they look at Tom Brady, how they interact with him and knowing that, knowing what you know now about him and being his teammate, how does that sort of change things for you when you talk to younger players about interacting with Tom Brady? Yeah, I, I learned a lot uh, from him when I was young. Um, I remember just trying to introduce myself. I was, I was nervous, man. I had a Tom Brady Jersey growing up and I was a quarterback growing up and I just, you know, I watched the Patriots. Not, not that they were my favorite team, but I've always respected them and, and whatnot and watch them beat teams that I liked all the time. And uh, their greatness it was like the San Antonio Spurs or something like that. Just like whoever they put in. And I remember being really nervous, like going up to him and he introduced himself. He was like, Hey, I'm Tom Brady. Um, the quarterback here. And I know Logan, we drafted you in the third round and we really need you. And um, anything you need, I'm here early, you know, I'm here late. So I'm always around, like kind of introduce himself and the humility to do that. And I think I learned then and there, you know, as a veteran that I always try to, you know, be a helping hand to the young guys. I don't 
do too much hazing. I'm not too hard on a Dory when he was a rookie. <laughs> I actually protected him a, t- a lot uh, when he was a rookie for media and whatnot. And just be like, look, man, I'm not better than you. We, we need you to win. And I'm, I'm here to be a resource and be an open book. And I felt like he just, you know, that took that edge of, oh my God, I'm playing with Tom Brady off. I'm like, okay, this, this is a good guy. Like, and everyone used to ask me, especially when I was young, like, what's it like playing with Tom Brady? I'm like, he's a better person than you, than you would think. And it, it's true. I mean, people say it, everyone says, never says a bad thing about him, but it, it really is true. You guys would talk some trash though in practice. Oh man. It was, it was like, and I thought that was like kind of normal. And I, I definitely talked a lot when I was in Tennessee, but that's kind of died down. I see guys do more like touchdown dances and celebrations, but they don't, they don't trash talk as much as, you know, I would say my early days or, or some of those days, like I was, I'm a trash talking player. Tennessee, we had some trash talkers. New England, I mean, it's documented me and Edelman just practice stories mm-hmm. of just going at it every day in practice and the competitiveness of practice. Truly, I can say some years in that New England team practice was harder than the games. We would compete like we didn't win a game all year in practice and we would go beat a team like Jacksonville 55 to 7. You know, and we would just dominate because practice was so competitive with Edelman's, with Gromp, with Devin McCourty's, Patrick Chung's and Hightower. Um, I remember being young and Vince Wilfork was like, hey, boy, you don't want to come down this box. Grown man, grown men business in this box. Talk about all those tackles. And uh, he was like, you don't want to come in those trenches. I was afraid to go in those trenches because they were really, really some grown men in there and uh, physicality and all that stuff. So a little bit of a different game now. Uh, I don't think the trenches are as scary, but those early New England days, it definitely was uh, practice was competitive. Uh, from uh, fearing the trenches to a top five playoff tackler, Logan Ryan with us on on Outkick 360. Did you ever did you ever attempt to try the TB12 method? Um, not 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 like avocado ice cream only. Okay, you know, okay. but. <laughs> I, uh, you dip, you dip your toes into it. You didn't go off the high dive straight into it. Is yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not fully. Not, if, if something is so hard that it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. But I, I read, I read the book and I definitely, um, I believe in the, in drinking all the water that you need to drink. I drink like a hundred ounces of water a day. And, um, so I believe in the water intake, the electrolytes, and I just try to eat generally healthy in terms of, you know, cutting out some, some fried foods and cutting dairy out and stuff like that here and there, but not nothing too, too extreme. Is it crazy to go to dinner with him because of that and what he'll order or what he can't have or refuses to, to, to have? I think there's different seasons of Tom. Like, I don't even think you're going to catch him in dinner okay. during the season. You know, like he's not even going to go out to dinner. But post-Super Bowl, you know, Tom, like Super Bowl party afterwards, you might see him you know, drink an adult beverage. You might see him eat a piece of chocolate. You know, you might see something a little, <laughs> a little off. Chocolate. Um, I love it. Poppers. Of, of his <laughs> yeah, does he ever go to anything fried? Like fried shrimp at the buffet? He's not going to touch that. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That's a, that's a sin. He never did that. Logan, did you, uh, could you see the promise with this Giants team uh, with, with the right direction that we saw cap off this year? with a playoff trip when, when you were playing with the Giants a, a year ago? Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'd be I'd be surprised. Again, although I knew they would make the playoffs or anything like that. You never know that, you know. But I think they were they were healthier this year. I think Daniel Jones was healthy the entire year. Saquon uh, went back to form. And when I when I 
got to practice the first day of the Giants, um, I immediately saw Saquon like, okay, this is one of the better football players I ever played with. Just talent level, just size, speed, jump cut ability, athleticism. Like he pops, he stands out. You see why he's a top pick. Like you would say like, okay, this guy's probably been one of the best players of football. You know, it's like Derek, when Derek hit his stride, you're like, okay, this guy's different. That's what Saquon was like. So I think it's kind of riding the, the, you know, the power of Derek. When Derek hit his form, Tennessee got a lot better. And I think that was Saquon um, being healthy the entire year. And that was a huge difference. And the two years I was in New York, Saquon wasn't healthy. He tore his ACL early the first year I was there. And the second year, he really wasn't healthy. Um, Daniel wasn't really healthy. So I just think those guys, the quarterback and the running back being healthy, helped the offensive production. And I think the defense in New York was always solid. It was solid when I was there. And I think um, it was solid, uh, obviously, this year. And Wick Martindale, just an aggressive Ravens coordinator all out blitzing and stuff that that puts offenses that puts offenses to only run certain plays against that all out pressure you see Miami do it you see certain teams do it and it makes it really simple on defense and it makes it complicated for that quarterback on offense so you can beat some teams you have no busy no business beating when you're able to pressure as often as they do and that's what they did this year and I think they had a good year good coaching and um, some good players so I definitely saw the talent was there just staying healthy and putting it all together. Super Bowl champ Logan Ryan with us on Outkick 360. What is, not the trick, what's the method of going about to try and, and uh, to defend Travis Kelsey in this Chiefs offense? It, it seems as though sometimes uh, game plans aren't focused on him. I'm sure they are. They have to be. But yet Mahomes and Kelsey continue to just post numbers that are just ridiculous in, in the big moments. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think Tampa had an amazing game plan a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. And that's to be able to rush to, you know, get to the passer with four, four rushers. Uh, they're able to rush with four and able to play coverage back when they had Tyreek Hill and all that, double him. But, you know, Levante David did a ridiculously great job on Travis Kelsey in that Super Bowl. And I don't know how many linebackers can cover like Levante David can and what he did in that game. That was, that was, that's what allowed Tampa to win a Super Bowl, the pass rush on Levante David. But I think, um, you, especially with Tyreek Hill going, you got to take Travis Kelsey away. I mean, he is, he's the key to it. Um, however, if you commit too much to him, it, it can open up some other options. But I think it starts and stops with taking him away. And what you got to understand is how much of what he's doing out there is made up. It's scripted with Andy Reid, but he's doing a lot of going rogue and Mahomes is finding him um, kind of busting routes off and, and finding space. And he's just a great nuanced player of, understanding where to where to find his the holes the soft you know soft soft holes in the zone and stuff like that so it's like a, it's like a basketball player who might lose you know the ability to explode to the rim they're able to shoot fadeaway jumpers and stuff like that and that's what Travis can do if he's not getting open to man-to-man he's able to find um those hole those holes in zone and tra- and obviously Patrick goes to him a lot Logan the the way the salary cap is set up Philly's not supposed to be this good at every position, really. It, it, it's remarkable <laughs> about how they've built their roster and then how they've added pieces through free agency and hit on those guys. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you can hit on free agency, um, that is – it's like the Rams last year, you know? Like, when they're able to, to bring in those free agent pieces and they just, they just got, like, such a talented team. And I think um, – you know, Philly, like when you get James Bradbury for $10 million, I mean, I play with them. That's a bona fide number one, $20 million corner. They only got like 10 of them in the league and Philly has two of them. When Detroit traded Darius Slay so many years ago, 
Bad move by Detroit. Coach is fired. <laughs> GM's now fired. Bonafide, number one, only 10 of them in the world, and they got two of them. And then when you hit on a Hassan Reddick, his story is nuts, right? Philly yeah. guy, he has lead the league in sacks. That works. They've always had a great O-line, D-line. That's what the Eagles have had for the last couple of years. That's their nucleus. And when you have a good O-line, D-line, you're able to run the ball. You're able to stop your quarterback from being pressured. Um, and it enables you to play the game on your terms. And I know we love skill players and stuff like that, but the O-line, D-line what's what helps Philly set up. And they got all these skill players for cheap. Um, the A.J. Brown, you know, yep. hit, hit, hit on a trade. The GM got fired. Don't know if that was the best move, but A.J. Brown is obviously a number one, only 10 of him in the world, and they're able to get him. And then I actually trained with Devontae Smith in Tampa. I was begging New York to draft him um, because he's different. He's a worker. He does all the little things right. He's like an old-school wide receiver, Torrey Holt, going to play 15 years in this league because he just works that hard and is that skilled. And they end up hitting on him. So when you hit on your draft picks and you hit on your free agents, you're able to be a contender pretty quickly. What's next year look like for you? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to be a free agent. So we'll see. I, I am a free agent. Um, we'll see. I've accomplished a lot in my career. And uh, I'm comfortable right now. I'm just taking time with my family and my wife and kids. And I'm sure you guys have seen all over social media how much fun I'm doing that. But uh you know, I'm healed up off the foot. I'm feeling good. And we'll see what the opportunity brings. I couldn't tell you. Well, we, and tell Ashley we said hello. And, and the Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation, I know it'll be jam-packed this summer with some events as well. Can't wait for that and the, the work you're doing. She did a great job, by the way, uh, on the day of Brady's retirement, posting that from, from the oh, account. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was because great. Because that was the viral moment because it was Brady with, uh, with the, you know, the, the give back to the community. Yeah. You know, my wife, she's a, she's a really talented writer and, um, she, she just had a job writing for Disney and she got chosen out of like 20 people out of 15,000 who applied to, mm. to write Disney reviews and help people plan trips and all this stuff like that. And she had, you have to be a really talented writer, obviously no Disney in order to, to get that, you know, 15 out of 20,000 or whatever is hard at any odds. That's awesome. So, you know, she, she showed her side of Brady and what she saw of him and what how she tries to, to judge things. She tells me often, and I think as a competitor, I don't think about it all the time. She said, you know, being a good husband and a good father, that counts on the scoreboard too. Because I look at tackles and interceptions and whether how many, you know, you guys see two-time Super Bowl champ, 10-year NFL vet, and those are numbers I care about. But I'm also like an all-world dad and a, and a pretty good husband. So we don't give ourselves enough credit on that. And I think um, that's what she was trying to shine light on Brady. And she felt pretty bad when it blown up. She she didn't necessarily want it to blow up or know if that was a good thing uh, for that, if Brady wanted that shared or whatnot. But he reached out, his family reached out and said, thank you so much for showing that side of him because it, it's truly who he is. And um, we weren't going to the shelter for any attention, obviously. We were just doing that to bond with our kids and to help out and volunteer and find time in our busy lives to volunteer. And it become a little thing that we bonded over and our kids became close over. And no matter wins or losses, we were still there. And I think, um, you know, for a quarterback in his last year and what's he going to do and all eyes on him and his private life, I think it was pretty cool for him to do that. Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation for more, rarf.org for more details there and how to donate and help out the local shelters in your area. Logan, appreciate it as always, man. Um, next time you're in Nashville, swing by, and hopefully we'll we'll connect over the offseason. 
Appreciate you guys. Enjoy Phoenix. And uh, it was a pleasure, man. Whenever you guys want me, I'll be on. Thanks, Logan. Really appreciate you. Real Logan Ryan on social is where you can find him. Great guy. Uh, My favorite. And Chad, uh, great. He is real. He is is real. That's a good way to describe him, too, with real Logan Ryan. Um, Logan's real. Mike G brings the energy. The gun show. And when we come back, he's worked a piece for OutKick where he's taking a look at the halftime shows that should be on the horizon based on who hasn't played that would be great. We'll discuss. That's next on OutKick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hutton and Withrow with you. Big thanks to Logan Ryan for joining us. Chad, it's time to pump the energy into Spice the Spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. Yeah. Pump some iron. The gun show. We're in the final hour. It's time to mix it up. That's right. And that's it, why we back brought in, in studio with us, Mike Gunzelman from Outkick.com. Welcome back. Always a pleasure, fellas. Always a pleasure. Super Bowl week. Let's go. Um, we're, so we're almost there. We're gotta, about to be about to be airborne. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't wait. So you've got a, a piece that's uh, about to post uh, as we speak, I believe, at Outkick. Yeah. The best acts to not perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. You've got a top five for us. Give us the premise, and then we'll help you count it down. So here's the thing. Obviously, some people tune into the Super Bowl for the game itself, all right? Some people tune in for the commercials and the food aspect at home and all of that stuff. And there's a lot of people that will also tune in specifically for the halftime show. And of course, there's been some greats, but there's also been some questionable performances throughout the years. We'll have Rihanna doing this year's Super Bowl halftime show. Kind of, uh, mm, you know what I mean? Am I really excited to see Rihanna? Sure, she's got some hits. But uh, I think there's some other artists that could do better. Or hopefully will do better. So I did a top five list, fellas. Well, before we get into that top five, let let me ask you this first opening question. Would Rihanna have appeared in this top five had she not been slated to perform this year's halftime Absolutely show? Absolutely not. Okay, good. <laughs> absolutely good. not. I already like this. I already like this list I, more than I... I'm yeah, excited that's to what watch, I need to yeah, absolutely excited to watch not, Rihanna, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Listen, she's fine. She got some hits throughout the years, but like the, I made a list, and here's the criteria for it, all right? So yes. everyone's going to have their own opinions and whatnot, but I, you need to take a step back, all right? Just because it might be your favorite band, this is the Super Bowl halftime show. This yes. is the, the biggest stage of them all. So you have to go, in my mind, about... Um, songs that people will recognize, all right? And you also have to kind of cross generations. Mass appeal. You yes, mass, mass appeal. appeal. Yes. That's what we're going for here on the Gun Show Top 5, all right? And, and Five-finger death punch is not going to perform <laughs> Right, of course. Great show, <laughs> great band. what you think about them. <laughs> yes. They're not going to be halftime, headlining <laughs> right. halftime yes. of the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm out on Creed. Creed is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Creed's not going <laughs> to... Guster <laughs> will never perform. Love Guster, right? Yeah, probably not a mass appeal in the Super Bowl. I love Guster, too, but they're not, they're not going to be and, there. And am I right in thinking the premise is they have never performed before? Right? All five of these artists, surprisingly, I okay. might have some surprises for you, have never played the Super Bowl halftime show before. Right. So, ready Gun to kick show. it off? Gun Show Top 5 Best Acts to Not Perform 
that we need to play. That needs that to, need play to play Super Bowl. starting next season. All right, yes. let's hear it starting with number five. Number five, I'm going with Oasis. All right? I know the brothers don't talk to each other, but here's okay. the deal. Liam Noel, get with it, all right? Nobody cares about your side projects. Nobody's going to any of those shows being like, oh, yeah, I really like what you're doing now. No, it's all about Oasis. You cannot tell me that if Oasis gets back together that they would not crush the Super Bowl halftime show. Really you want to know one. how I know this? Champion Supernova to Don't Look Back in Anger to probably, without a doubt, one of the all-time greatest sing-along songs in Wonderwall. Yes. When they end on Wonderwall, you will have the stadium losing their minds. You will have every bar in America <laughs> screaming, crying, throwing beer from the bars to the living room couches. Wonderwall would be a massive monumental hit. Oasis at number five. Chad, your thoughts? Hutton, who gets back together quicker, Liam and Noel or mm. Aaron Rodgers and his family? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most most likely to happen great. for a reunion? The Rogers brothers or the Gallagher? Or, Le- or the Gallagher? The Gallagher's. Um, I love this. I, I think that's to, I love Oasis also, but mass appeal. People know the songs. Uh, the reunion element to it would be great. Uh, I'm I'm all for this. And once I heard the name, honestly, Guns, I'm shocked. It's number five. So yeah. I can't wait to hear. Four yeah. through yes. one. Yes. Who was number six? Do we? Who just missed? Can you say <laughs> Rihanna. that? Rihanna. 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 She not performed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Dashboard Confessional no, was number no, six. I love yeah. Dashboard. Son of my guy. Right. <laughs> Emo music. Um, so, Oasis number five. Yeah. Who beats them out at four? All right. So, the Oasis at, is at five because... There is that realistic sense to it. You know what I mean? First, I got to get them to talk to each other. Listen, you can put Noel on one side of the end zone and then put Liam on the other side. They don't even have to look at each other or get along. Just play the show. But number four, I'm coming in with the Foo Fighters. Yes. I think the Foo Fighters, listen, right now the the rock music is genre is um, it, it's getting back more mainstream. Thank God that we actually have people that play guitars and play drums and all that. The Foo Fighters are the band that would be able to do this. Now, I understand, listen, unfortunately, Taylor Hawkins passed away, one of the greatest drummers right now, original member of the Foo Fighters. He passed away last year. But the band did announce, and they've already had them lined up, that they are touring again this year. They are back to playing shows. They're doing a lot of festivals. They're doing headliner shows and more. The Foo Fighters, think about these songs. Everything from like Times Like These to Best of You to Everlong to Monkey Wrench to so many songs. I feel like Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters would rock it. And also be able to bring out maybe some cameos, maybe like the guitars from Queen or something. You know, bring out some people for specific songs. The Foo Fighters would jam out. And to end on Everlong, one of the most amazing oh, songs. Do you end on Everlong or Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana? Because oh, it's Dave Grohl. Right? That Nirvana ass. Again, I'm in. Uh, Kurt Cobain hologram, anyone? <laughs> have that also? Too soon? Too no. soon? Uh, no, I, I love that. It's the last great American rock band, I feel like, is Foo Fighters. Yeah, well said. If you're talking about true American rock bands, it's yeah. Foo Fighters. I, I've, I watched Foo Fighters, Hutton, New York City Super Bowl, the Friday night of the Super Bowl, or maybe the Saturday before, uh, Anheuser-Busch had a party, and Foo Fighters headlined the party. It was on a ship in the whatever New York City. Hudson, yeah, yeah the, the Hudson, Hudson River. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hudson Yards and uh, attended that. Uh, that you party. and Clay? Yeah, me, me and Clay Travis. Ooh, yep, that's and an amazing party. There. It was awesome. They played for two and a half hours. 
at a, at a Bud Light party uh, before the Super Bowl. And uh, having seen that and seen them in concert, they would be great. Yeah. Should we go to number three on the list? Yes. Now, number three, I understand, listen, it might not be for everybody, but like I said, it is that mass appeal aspect, and I'm going with Jay-Z. All right? I'm going with Jay-Z because the fact is he is literally one of the best rappers of all time. He's never done the Super Bowl, and he's he's not getting up there in age, but it's still, if they're going to go that direction where they went from the weekend a couple years ago to a Rihanna, I think Jay would be the next logical, perhaps, step, all right? Jay-Z has a lot of hits, all right? Take whatever you might think of him personally out. Jay-Z, I think, needs to do a Super Bowl halftime show. He's an internationally recognizable star. Well, they apparently asked him in 2020, and he turned it down because they wanted him to have surprise guests that included Rihanna <laughs> and and someone else. Uh, maybe it was Kanye. It, they, they wanted Run This Town to have many surprise guests. I don't think they'll be asking for Kanye anymore. And, right. uh, well, so uh, Rihanna turned <laughs> them down. I'm just going to put that out there. Rihanna's also someone they've circled back with because she right. turned them down as well. So uh, Jay-Z's on the list with the NFL. Uh, yeah. this, this is... This is something that I think happens in the next three years or so. Could right, happen next yeah. year in Vegas. Like so, I said, I'm trying to do the realistic yeah. things that might happen. I love it. Yeah. And, and he did not appear with Beyonce during her Super Bowl. Beyonce did a couple years. It was just Beyonce. Jay did not come out with it. Think he's of never all those appeared songs. with anyone, right? Nope, he's I, I never like done. I he had been yeah. a special guest with someone, but he's never, never was. Yeah. Never appeared on stage. And, he, and I honestly purposely believe that he did not do last year. Of course, you had Dr. Dre and Eminem and everybody last year and Kendrick cool. and Mary J. Blige. It was fun. You know, a lot of hits, of course, amongst them all. Jay wasn't out on that. Mm. Jay-Z has that star power that he can do yes. it by himself. He comes out, I got 99 problems. Oh, <laughs> no. my God. My headset <laughs> fell off. Lose my mind. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Jay-Z is definitely the top five for sure. Yeah. Number two, my Number friends. Two. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm talking about that Taylor Swift. The only reason Taylor Swift is number two is because I truly believe that it happens next year. I honestly believe that Taylor Swift is going to headline the Super Bowl I, next year because she is the biggest star in the, in the world it's right written now. It's written in the stars and it's possible. she has to do it. It's possible now she has because to it's do no it. longer the Pepsi halftime show. She was with Coke, and that's what has prevented that partnership. And now it's the... Apple, yeah, Apple, yeah, music. Apple music. Now yep. it's the yep. Apple Music halftime show. So, so it's wide open for the NFL to have Taylor. Has she, she would sued crush Apple it. Music. Who did she sue? I, I, she sued I, a lot of people. I think <laughs> she's very litigious. It happens. So, so the, the bottom line is, yeah. she, I think she's on enough good terms with Apple Music that she can definitely do care. the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like, yeah, we'll be sure. If Taylor any, Swift can do it, and 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 the sue us all you want. <laughs> and, and the biggest thing that Taylor Swift can <laughs> do Apple. is. Bridge that gap where you're bringing in that young audience into grandparents that are driving their grandchildren. They know all the hits. Everybody knows that we're never getting back together into uh, Bad Blood, into Shake It Off, into Romeo and Juliet. But how about this? Her first song when she was 16 years old was Tim McGraw. (laughs) Maybe Tim McGraw does out and comes out and does like one of the choruses with her. Like that, the it's America's darling. It is the pinnacle. It's Taylor Swift, one of the top three. I would argue this. Top three most popular stars in the world right now. All right? Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Bad Bunny. Put them whichever way that you want. You know, maybe top four, throw Beyonce in there. Taylor Swift would absolutely crush the Super Bowl because it has that mass appeal and would bring in every, whether you love her or hate her, the songs can be annoying at times. I think they're catchy as hell. Taylor Swift checks all, 
all the boxes off Ta- for Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift would be it's a no brainer. Uh, she's yeah. the biggest star. She took down Ticketmaster. She took down Ticketmaster. It should be number one. And yeah, it should be number uh, yeah, one. I'm, I'm curious about number one now. Now here's what would piss me off if she sang Tim McGraw or Tim McGraw came out like you said. Way too much of America would go who. Oh. oh, no. There would be a lot of people saying, I don't know who that is. Who's this guy with a country McGraw hat? Came out. Yeah. And that, that would, Cowboy hat. That was someone from the state of Tennessee that would bother me to my core. Uh, that m- uh, So many people would be like, I don't know who this is. I'm here to see Taylor Swift. Oof. Get this old man off the stage. That's what a lot of America would say. And oh. that would insult my very being. But then they'd immediately... Tim McGraw would be made again because Taylor is on stage with him. They Google him and they're like, "Oh, he's in the the Friday Night Lights movie version. That's what they know him for." I like the TV show, but he was in the movie. So the no brain. Your last two guns, no brainers. Yeah, Uh, Jay Z, Taylor Swift, and number one. Like I said, Taylor Swift should be one, but I I think it does happen sooner than later. So it's not really like a hoping for aspect for her because it's going to happen with Taylor Swift. Should we try to guess? Jack, because we haven't seen his list. Yeah, you have yet. not seen my list. Who do you think I go with number one? Uh, I, I I think you may have mentioned them when you talked about the biggest stars. I'm going to guess Harry Styles. So I was going to say Harry Styles or maybe Adele or Marilyn Manson. What is going to be my uh, other uh, guess? Maybe Mar- Adele. Marilyn Manson. I don't know which way I would turn other than that. <laughs> Marilyn Manson and Adele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically the same genre. Lip Biscuit or Adele. Yes, <laughs> same yeah. genre. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Or corn, uh, <laughs> hate breed. Yeah, like, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Fred Durst. Yes, <laughs> and here he comes, still rocking that red cap, always. All right, number one. Number one, Harry Styles. Honestly, probably at, should be up there, but I'm talking top five that personally mattered to me that I think would have that. Harry Styles is an international superstar, but I do not think based on all the artists that I have announced so far, that the average person knows as many Harry Styles songs when you really think about it. He's massive, of course. But do you know, if I go name a Harry Styles song, uh, do you I, really know one offhand right now? Well, but it's I one don't. of, it's so, again, this makes me sound old and I am. When Bruno Mars did the halftime show, he just starts, and you know, it's 15 minutes of just his hits. You're like, oh yeah, I know this, this, this. Okay. I think Harry Styles Harry would be the Styles same. Harry Styles would probably have the same, where at least yeah. we've heard it gotcha. when he starts okay. playing it. Listen, I'm a big Harry Styles fan. I feel like you're building this up where we're going to hate well, number one. I know, I feel... Because you're doing a lot yeah. of, uh, this is personal, this is very well, important to me yeah. personally. 21 uh, Savage. No, so, all right, so here's the deal. Where are we going here? Because so, five through two has been terrific. I know. Uh, you know what? Hopefully it's not a letdown, but here it is. The bottom line is, he's never played, surprisingly, I was shocked, Billy Joel. Billy He's never played the halftime Billy show. Billy Joel has never played the halftime show, and I'm telling you that Billy Joel wow. would absolutely crush it. It would be yeah, a safe, be it would be a safe move for the Super Bowl, okay? It would be a safe given move, and it would bring in. I mean, you talk about all the hits from Only the Good Die Young to Moving Out to Uptown Girl to Piano Man to all those songs, I feel like uh, Billy Joel, he's getting up there in age, needs to play the Super Bowl halftime show before it's too late. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I like it. Billy Joel's a, a hit maker. It's a safe, it's a safe bet, but like, you, about? you need him to do it. Everybody else has done it. The, the Who and the Elton of, John, yeah, Paul the, McCartney. And like, get he's him also up there. written hits for other people he could play, so I'm fine. I'm just laughing at, you, know, you said the NFL don't have to worry about it. Billy Joel's just standing up there and he said, before I get started, I'd like to <laughs> confirm that the NFL is rigged. Play me a song in the piano. Let's go. What possible controversy so, could Billy Joel just shock everyone with when he gets up there? What? So who oh, else was man. considered? Did you consider Metallica? 
So Metallica hasn't done it. Um, I I did consider Metallica, especially when I was getting into that Foo Fighters rock aspect. Um, I don't think they every white I don't NFL think it would happen. Would go nuts I honestly Metallica. don't. Th- I'll say that the every way- lineman, to me, <laughs> every white offensive lineman would love Metallica. It's a very same time. crowd as Oasis. As crazy as that sounds, it's the same. I think it's a little older, even. Yeah, the Metallica but it, crowd, but it's probably. the same era, I guess. Where if you uh, that that was a blend of all, all all types of music and personalities, right? Like if you listen to Limp Metallica, Biscuit, could work. You're also it, listening to Britney Spears. It's one of those I think that like Harry Styles for me that even people who don't think they're Metallica fans would right. hear the hits one after the other and say, "Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this." Do That's they? Good. Ha- the thing is, and and I agree with you. Listen, it's Metallica from Enter Sandman to you know, yes. give me fuel, give me fire, give me that, that desire. You know what I mean? Like they they have the songs, but I don't know if right now that would be the direction that can happen. And once again, they're getting up there a little bit in age. So Metallica yeah. was considered. Okay. Another one, I thought Queen with Adam Lambert. Thought that was kind of a you know Adam Lambert of course does yes. a really good job with Queen. They've been doing all those like different like tributes and benefits for like Queen Elizabeth, you know all that stuff. Like they they do do a tremendous job. So I did think of Queen, all the songs right there, of course, all the hits right there, and then the other one, and I really this would be probably like five point five on my top five. Uh, Garth, uh, I think Garth yeah, he would is- crush it. Absolutely, he would close the top of the list. But will he? And that's another one that everyone would know the songs, even if they, you know, bitched and moaned about him being the choice. They would know it once he started playing. I think he needs to do it. I don't know. Do you do you think the NFL is going to reach out to Garth Brooks to do it though? I don't know. In Vegas, the cards are on the table. I mean, can you imagine them? Can you imagine them leveraging uh, Garth Brooks with Jay Z on the phone? Jay, I've got Garth on the other line right now, and this guy's going to have a banger of a set. So if you don't say yes right now, Garth's in. I'd love both of them going back and forth on it. Uh, This was a good list, guys. You knocked it out of the park. I'll be reading the story, too. I appreciate that. It's available right now on Outkick.com. But, of course, i got to ask you guys, what would your top act be? Who would you realistically – say not even next year, but say within the next three years. It's Taylor Swift. I I, I understand your rationale for it, but – Number one should be Taylor Swift. Um, I would go Foo Fighters number two. I, I like Billy list. Joel in the top five. You know, if I I like your top five, so I'll just reorder it. I would go Taylor Swift, Oasis, Billy Joel, Jay Z, and then who's the fifth? I'm leaving out. Fighters. Foo. Foo Fighters yeah. five. Foo Fighters. Realistically, yeah. Foo Fighters would put on a great show though. Although the they'd be really good. All those acts would be good in that setting. I think. Are you replacing any of them with Garth? I mean, yeah. I would personally, but I understand why he's not in the top five. I could replace yeah, right? Oasis that, that, that with that would Garth. Be, that would be my right. personal choice, Guns, if I would yeah. to, you know, personally be important to me, but I understand why the other five are ahead of him. Yeah. And what's your top? Who do you got? I, I would uh, Taylor Swift's number one, because yeah. I, I, that's the no-brainer appeal, the mass appeal that the NFL wants, right? Uh, and that Apple would want. Right. Um, I would love to know like how many people tune in just for Taylor Swift oh, in the halftime. All-time I mean, record. You know? all it, it, time. it would break records. Um, yeah. Garth is a really good one. Foo Fighters, number two for me. Uh, Jay-Z, easy. I mean, that, that, that's a no-brainer where it's, again, it's the same appeal with Taylor where you're just gonna, you, just need, you just need him, right? That right. You don't have to have all this, uh, all the uh, mischief that goes on behind the scenes yeah. with uh, negotiations with how you get people in there. Uh, so I like the top five. Metallica would be somewhere in there too, just because of the the pyro that could be halftime. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Burn um, it down. This was a blast. 
Guns always welcome anytime, man. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Crush it for us, all right? Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. You can read uh, more of uh, Guns and, of course, check out more of this list and give your opinion at the column. Tweet us. Tweet Outkick360 and everybody. Let us know who you would add to it. And The Gun Show. The Gun Show with a Z. G U N Z. Z. Stay tuned. Tweet him. More coming on Outkick360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Wrapping up, what's been a fun show? Outkick 360 from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. We are headed to Sky Harbor, Phoenix, is where we're flying into uh, for the Super Bowl, Chad. And, uh, well, some idiot decided to scale a, a skyscraper there today. Speaking of Sky Harbor, yeah, someone went into the sky yep. and scaled a building. And uh, our buddy Jim Wyatt actually captured this video. No harness or anything, right? Uh, at J. Wyatt Sports. No harness. He is in uh, what looks like uh, the width of an elevator shaft, yep. maybe, that's on the outside of a skyscraper and decided to I go mean, straight up this building. Um, you want to talk about not looking down to freak you out? I, I don't know how any human could do this or want to do this. We can report that he safely made it to the top. But some crazy things we've seen at the Super Bowl, Hutton, this is not one of them that we've ever witnessed. Well, even if you're really good, at, and clearly he is, he made it to the top, right? But like, even if you're great at this, like at some point, can't you just have like a slip? You can make a mistake. You can a weird and it's gust the of thrill wind. of it. Some people just love the thrill of just. I mean, there were base jumpers here that were jumping off of buildings here in Nashville like four or five years ago. Remember that? And they're just parachuting yeah. off. It's like what? What are would, they? Would Tom Cruise do that? Yes. He would do it for a movie, for sure. He would do um, it. I think he might just do it normally. Was that Tom Cruise? Are we not sure? Are we sure he's not? <laughs> They're actually filming for, a scene. Uh, preparing for uh, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 2 <laughs> of the Mission Impossible series. Maybe that was a scene from that. Top Gun Rooster. Uh, there, there are things that thrill seekers do that I see, and I'm like, okay, that would be cool if I could work up the guts to do it. Yeah. There are other things I watch, and I think, no way, ever. Would I want to do that or see any value or see any bit of enjoyment in doing it? That that we just witnessed is one of those things. Well, and it's also zero like enjoyment from that. Bringing attention to something, right? Like that they're, I'm sure there's some Climate story change. or whatever. Uh, are they arrested uh, after doing something like this? I'm, I'm assuming they're detained. Oh, anti abortion activist, according to TMZ, is uh, what this guy was, was doing this on behalf of. Um, uh, great. But like at the same time, like, you know, if you're uh, if you're pro life, you probably don't want to risk yours. So you know what I mean. One slip and you're done. So he's okay. He's anti-abortion. I was trying. Yeah. To, all right, I was confused on what side he was on. That's the problem when you do something like that. We don't know what side you're on. I don't know what the message uh, yeah, is. Right. One way or the other. So um, interesting. So uh, this reminds me of, like David Blaine with the balloon thing. You're always trying to figure out like how how this is rigged, where he ties himself and he floats up, and then they pop balloons and he just drops. David Blaine freaks me out. It's insane, man. Are we sure he's not the Antichrist? 
He may be. He does some things, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, there's something off. There's a there's a lack of soul. It's a death wish Though in your eyes that I just don't like. It just he's one of those. He's like this similar guy. to when I saw Marilyn Manson in concert. Yeah, it's Speaking a death of wish. Him, there's Chad a lack, had a death wish. There's night. a lack of soul there that I that was a little bit disconcerting. All so all you're saying is all you missed was David Blaine, and you the world would have ended. Pretty much. <laughs> if David Blaine opened for Marilyn Manson at that concert I was at, instead of at a Sand Amphitheater in Nashville, the world would have ended right there. The rapture would have would have taken place. Join us for what's going to be a great week from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57. We kick things off 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. Tomorrow through Friday, great coverage headed your way, both with Outkick 360, Don't At Me with Dan Dockage, and across the entire site. Hope you'll check us out at Outkick.com. Follow us on Twitter at Outkick360. Check us out tomorrow right here across the Outkick Network. See you in the desert. <laughs>